They told us to give a disclaimer. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the podcasters, any guests, and do not reflect any of the management, owners, sponsorships, or employees of thereof. Pretty much, if you're soft, don't listen to this podcast. Um, one thing I pride myself on is just being the same and, and trying to look out for my folks along the way. Like, even with all these, you know, big things happening, nigga, like, you still mad humble and you still, like, you have enough clout now where you could easily be like, I'm not fucking with this. I'm not fucking with that. Oh, yeah, motherfuckers. It's on. Unrestricted is the show. It's Dre Rocker, and I got a very special guest. We're on location, by the way. We're at the depot, Salt Lake City, Utah. Jesse Reyes. Hey. You are on tour right now. I'm on tour. The Yesi tour. The Yesi tour. What is Yesi? Me. It's, uh... I guess you could say that it's a more intimate me. Mm. Why are we getting an intimate you? Because I feel like I'm in a place in my life where I'm more open to vulnerability in a way I wasn't before. You can hear older music and there's there's vulnerability there, but it's more identified with pain because I was so identified with my heartbreak and used to being in that space. And then during the pandemic, I found a lot of like self-improvement books and just did a lot of self-work and self-development. And it brought me to a space to be more vulnerable with the lighter things in life and love and joy as opposed to fear that the moment's going to end. I've just learned to be more in the moment. So it changed me as a person and then by default changed me as an artist. So when I heard the project as a whole, it was originally going to be called Self because it was more self-reflective and I was in that space. But then thought about how I could make it more intimate and less general. And then my boy gave me a ring that said yes for my birthday and it all kind of clicked. That's beautiful. I love that. I uh, I can relate. And I think a lot of us can in the, the times of 2020 where it was like chaos. I don't know how it was up north for you guys, but I feel like the world in general was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. What is happening right now? Yeah, valid. <laughs> so uh, to, to be vulnerable, I feel like a lot of people tapped into their vulnerability in creative spaces as well. So creatively, um, how was this project different from other, other uh, projects that you worked on? The process of, like, inception has never changed because I've always just talked about what I'm going through. However, the process of finalizing track list and, like, completing the album definitely changed because part of that self-improvement and self-work I was doing also included working on getting more in touch with my intuition. And that, by default, changed the end process of the album because before I used to make, like, 200 or 300 songs and then whittle down and it was painful because you end up seeing these dead songs on the floor that'll never see the light of day mm. that might that will probably never see the light of day so it just it was a painful process um for me sentimentally because i'm tied to the songs but because i was working more on intuition it made me more inclined to not give up on a song as opposed to thinking quantity and then worrying about quality, I was thinking about quality off jump. So it meant having like version 10 of a song, version 15, version 20, mm. version 30. And it also meant that I was like, used a lot of discernment about who it was I was going to work with. And the reason I needed to make sure that the energy was right was because I know how easy it is for someone to get frustrated, <laughs> especially if they're producing the record, to hear me be like, yo, 30 ain't it, V31 ain't it, oh. V32 ain't it. And then and then it takes it takes uh, it takes someone very rooted and very grounded to hear me when I say, "You know what? I think V5 was actually it." Because I'm using my intuition and mm. because I'm trusting my gut, you know? So, it was a 
it was a different process in that regard. And I got more in touch with my intuition. And I think that everything else that stemmed from that ended up being how I changed the process for the track listing. Well, I'm I'm very excited and very happy that only one made the cut. Mm. That's a, a a record that I've been spinning. Uh, I love it. Thank you. Um, it's and I think it, a lot of it is because uh, I'm a hip hop fan, like, and it's so boom bap, like it's <laughs> like I get I get super like '90s like hip hop like that feeling. And the message, because I got my only one, right? And you I feel I feel like, and I should have... Shout out to give li- you a quote. Shout, <laughs> out, shout out to his only one. Tried to give him his quote this morning. He didn't listen, but it's cool. Hey, no. Hey, yo, Jesse brought the... She brought the snow. So, uh... <laughs> I'm cold-hearted. You. That's crazy. Did you hear that? Damn. She brought the snow to Salt Lake City. Shout and- out Ray Keys. Before I forget. Okay. only Ray Keys is the producer of Only One. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Super dope. Super dope. Um, and you get a couple records that give you that feeling, but the album uh, uh, in general is just a really solid project. So I can only imagine the ones that hit the floor that never see the light of day. Oh, we, do we get the lost tapes? Can we get a lost tapes type of thing? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. She said, yo, hit my Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but sometimes sometimes songs live to see another day. Like, sorry, sometimes songs live to see another day. Like, some people don't know this, but for example, like off my last, last project, um, Love in the Dark was made the same week that Figures was made, mm. but I held it. I held it back because I just didn't think it was right yet. It didn't fit. It just didn't fit yet. So songs live to see another day, but they're few and far in between. Like that's one of a lot of songs, you know? So yeah. it happens. Growing up, did you always have this intuition? No. I had it, but I doubted it. So I don't think it was ever, I was never um, as aware of it. You know, yeah. I've worked on it. That's that's why it was part of what I um, what I feel like I worked on during the pandemic. You mentioned following that intuition, even having snakes in the grass, right? Mm-hmm. Cutting some people off. Mm-hmm. How hard is that? Hard, hard as hell. But at one point, you you have to lean into your human sense of self preservation, and if you love yourself enough, you finally realize that you're like. You're fucking yourself sometimes by mm-hmm. giving someone blah after blah after blah, you know? And sometimes things just aren't meant to be, and sometimes goodbyes are necessary, you know? But I believe in the greater good. I just subscribe to that school of thought, so I think everything happens for a reason. So even though the decision might hurt in the moment, I still think that everything happens how it, how God intended, how it's supposed to happen. I got to admit that's one of the biggest challenges that I currently face is being able to say, no, you're not good for me. And I can kind of see, let me ask you this. You got a bunch of eyes on you. You got notoriety. You are somebody that's critically acclaimed. How do you trust the people that are around you? Like, how do you, how do you know that it's not just somebody trying to get an upper hand or, or get on for uh, per se? How do you know it's genuine? gotten better at my intuition so i had to learn how to listen to that gut feeling more but um there's just you know tested moments tested moments where i'm like very human and i need someone sometimes the people around you step up and sometimes people don't you know and then also arguments Mm. to be honest because it's not a yes man um mentality you know what I mean? And obviously it's a fine line because when when you're wanting to lead, you obviously have to find balance. You know what I mean? 
but there's a there's this book I have called the 1000 quote like Forbes quotes or something and I would open it up every now and then and just like point down and one of the, like the last year I pointed on this quote and it was like if two men in business always agree one of them is obsolete mm. and it resonated which is why I'm always down for discussions I'm always down for discussions if someone else thinks that like this might be better or this might be left or whatever you know what I mean but like I said, it's balanced because I'm also holding on more to my intuition that I'm like, after conversations, if I vehemently feel the way, I'm going to trust my gut, you know? But yeah. I think that's how I'm, I'm able to tell through through respect, through having space for discussions with the people I'm around and through looking at the hard moments as tests that I've been able to see, like, people pull through. I'm going to have to re-listen because I feel like you dropped so many bars mm-hmm. and I need those right now. <laughs> Like, for real, like on some real, real. Um, this is the, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first stop on the Yesi tour. Mm-mm. We're like, um, we're seven shows deep right now. Wow. Mm-hmm. You're doing some really cool things. What are you most proud of, of of yourself right now? Maybe not even professionally. I'm proud of putting my um, physical health as a priority. Because it took a long time for me to understand that like <laughs> it's so it seems so um obvious that your mental health and your physical health would go in in tandem mm-hmm. you know will go hand in hand but it's uh it's just really helped me in in every single way gut health controls so much of your emotions as well so i feel like i've just been able to find more equilibrium and just put myself just treat myself with love you know, yeah. given I might not eat the healthiest all the time, <laughs> but I make more <laughs> of a effort these days, you know, so I'm proud of myself for that. I feel you on yeah, that. I, uh, I, uh, I'm on a weight loss journey myself. Let's go. I've lost, uh, 45 pounds. Oh, you lost the whole person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going, Good for I'm you, going. Man. And, um, I feel that. I feel like that's, uh, definitely something that I'm, I'm super proud of as well for myself. So I can relate to that. Right. Um, what, uh, What's been a challenge for you? What's been a challenge? Hmm. I wouldn't say a challenge. Just, I guess, yeah. Staying consistent. Mm. The changes that I've been able to make during the pandemic and the ones that I've been able to follow through are all only as potent or effective as they are. Are they only as potent as effective as much as I'm willing to be consistent? You know, and sometimes when things get better, you think that it's a, a finite fix. So you're like, all right, I'm blessed. And it's not. Shit needs fucking maintenance. Mm-hmm. So learning and understanding that maintenance, um, is a necessary evil even when you think shit's fixed. It's a forever thing. And you kind of just got to lean into it that, like, you're never going to be fully healed because that's not the human experience. The day you're fully healed, you're probably dying the next day because that means your journey's done, mm. you know? So just a a, um, a whole life thing. Yeah. I love it. Um, I don't want to take too much time. I know you got a, a show tonight you got to prepare for. Um, but we do this thing here on Unrestricted called P or No P. I'm a player, man. I'm a pimp, and I don't have to deal with you. You got the shirt on back. Player. 
class, fucker. P or not P, that is the question. Back in our day, it was called player or not player. I don't know if you guys said that in, in Canada. Uh. So keeping it player, but now the kids are saying pushing P. Right? <laughs> okay. Is it P or not P? Okay. okay. Pulling up to the function empty-handed. Is that P or not P? Not P. Got to bring something. You right? have to, yo. That's crazy. You have to. A beer, something. <laughs> something. Are you a, a, a beer connoisseur? I dabble, but I used to a lot more before. These days, because I'm healthier, not yeah. so much, but I dabble. You drink kombucha now. I drink a little bit of kombucha still. <laughs> I love some kombucha. I some green kombucha, man. What? Okay. Uh, playing Christmas music before December. P or not P? Not P. But I don't want to play it during Christmas either, bro. I hate Christmas music. Really? I hate it. I love Christmas. I hate it. I, I got sound kids, like though. Such a grudge. If I had kids, maybe I'd be singing a different story, but or maybe I'd be singing a different song, but I like, I, I. <laughs> like going to the mall during Christmas and just hearing those fucking jingles. <laughs> Yo, Yo, you at Whole Foods? Please. I'm a whole who's thinking I should have Uber Eats. <laughs> Yo, uh, Christmas album coming 2024. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> same way as the uh, same same time as the the Lost Files. Yep, exactly. Same drop. All right. <laughs> Dating your friend's ex. Absolutely not. Not pushing P. What if they're cool with it though? If your friend's cool with it, yeah, I feel like you can't choose who you fall in love with. I mean, you could choose the action, but like, if your friend's cool with it, but sometimes people agree to things. Out of embarrassment mm. Like you know Sometimes someone Might like What if it's been years And they still have feelings For their ex And you ask them And they don't want to tell you mm. You know what I mean So I guess yeah But you have to apply discernment But I would just try to avoid it Because it seems messy But you're right You can't control it Damn your only one Is your ex's homie eh? <laughs> Damn <laughs> uh, I guess P with an asterisk Alright okay. <laughs> You do pizza I love pizza. All right, pineapple on pizza. Absolutely, put yes, P. Give me a P, 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 P. Do you do uh? What's your favorite pizza? Um, pepperoni and pineapples and jalapeno. Ooh, fire. Yo, a lot of people. I I throw olives. I do that combination, but with some I'm olives. A, I on love it. olives. With I'm some a, hot sauce. With some balsamic. Ooh. Fuck, I love. Danny knows, man. He's <laughs> like, hey, yo, someone, we haven't done the bus. <laughs> yo, anytime someone pulls pizza into the back, it's like, you just hear me, you just see me light up. I love it. Y'all got Little Caesars up north? Yeah, of course we got Little Caesars. Okay. That's hey, a yeah. spot. Fire. Get that $5. Cheap and good? Yep. Shit. Get it crazy style? And fast? <laughs> Usually you have to pick one of those two in that triangle of, uh, yep. of uh, requisites. Jesse, you got chill. I'm trying to lose weight. All right. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sneaking snacks into the movie theater. Oh, yeah, Pete, 100%. What's your go-to movie snack? Um, Are you a goobers? No. Uh, I dabble. It could be like, like, what are the little Swedish berries? Or the foots? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not Swedish fish. I'm thinking Swedish fish. No, the little berries that are in the pink thing. We don't got that in America. Nah, damn. <laughs> Just play it all, though. Well, those... I oh. feel like you would eat a loud candy. No. Wow. <laughs> no. I'm considerate, man. That, I'm, trying, I'm trying to see Jordan B. Anthony on the Michael B. Jordan on the screen. Yeah. Got crunchy over here. Nah. I'm I'm considerate. I'm not trying to give you an ASMR experience. At the movie. <laughs> Yo, TikTok be wild with those videos. Ah, bro. They do. <laughs> All right. Um, bringing fruitcake to the holiday function. Nah. No pee. I used to poke holes in the little food when I go in by the deli. For you see fun? Them, yeah. Okay. For fun. Yeah. I was a weird kid. Do you, Ben? 
<laughs> all right, last push and pee for you. All right, not telling your crush that you actually have a crush on them. I think we've all been there in school, right? And you've always had this crush on the person. You graduate and you're like, damn, I should have told this person that I had a crush on them. Nah, not pee. Because I think people know. Like, I just believe, I think people know. I really? Just, yeah, I do. Because so much of our communication is body language. Mm. You think people don't know? I feel like if you're if you really peep game, you can really tell what someone's thinking. You can really tell how someone feels about whatever so i think that even if you're not aware you receive it and if you're not reciprocating it's probably because you don't because you know it's just unreciprocated affection or unreciprocated feeling you know so maybe you got your ego got spared but i don't think that is necessary i think when things are supposed to happen they happen jesse let's do something real quick just just look at that camera this is what she's thinking the dude interviewing me is hungry i'm hungry (laughs) dre super hungry You can say we, man, shit. I'm super hungry, too, shit. And all the kids are treating me very nice. It's great. Gee, I can't wait till I go to hike school. Don't you say that. Don't you ever say that. All right, um, so I do this thing called the yearbook. Okay. Um, I want you to take people. It, it might be friends. It might be family. It might be actresses. Act, it might be somebody, fun, you know, whoever. And I want you, you know, in the back of the yearbook, it's always like most likely to so-and-so or best whatever. I want you to insert their name here, okay? Okay. Most likely to start a podcast. Of my team? Anybody. It could be friends. We don't have to know them. It could be somebody that you went to elementary school with. Most likely to start a podcast? Yeah. Saint. (laughs) (laughs) I dig it. You got the camera too? Oh, he's ready. Yeah, I dig it. Best hair. Byron. <laughs> Best dress. Sad boy. Okay. Class clown. <laughs> Heather N. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Most likely to ask for a dollar. Me. I don't carry cash. Don't ask me. All right. All right. Most likely to go to the NBA. Um, my dad. Mm. Are you guys big basketball fans? Nah. <laughs> I mean, I am. My dad not so After much. After you guys won the chip or what? Uh, nah, bro. From before, okay? Right. From before. I, You know what? My claim to fame is breaking one of those uh, chairs the year before we won the chip because I, I was in the stadium just losing my mind, man. But yes, from before. She snitched on herself. No, no. I'm proud of it, all right? I'm proud. Yo, WWE style. All right. Um, biggest heart. My mom. Mm. I uh, I love what you said on the album. Um, you know, if my parents ain't here, take me too. Mm-hmm. How much do your parents mean to you? Everything. Everything. I mean everything. Period. You got siblings? Yeah, I got a big brother. Dope. Okay, I'm going to finish up here. I want to take too much of your time, okay? I've been saying that, but it's cool. I I apologize. It's all good. She's like, this is the worst interview ever. Can we wrap this up? It's all good, man. So I like to create a festival together. Mm -hmm. All right, this is a music festival. Um, I want to pick a location. We're going to have a DJ, a host, headliner, co-headliner, a festival, right? Mm -hmm. 
Where are we going to have this festival at? Manchester. Where's that? In Oregon. Oregon, right? Manchester's in Oregon, right? California. I was Northern say, California. I used to live in Oregon. I don't remember that. North, Northern California. <laughs> okay. What are we going to name it? Um, moments. Ooh, I like that. Okay, DJ and a host. Um, host, my boy Marlon Palmer from Toronto. Mm, and DJ Rose Gold from Toronto. Okay. Who's going to headline this joint? Me. Woo! Okay. <laughs> Co-headliner. Uh, Cuddy. Cuddy. I love Cuddy. Me too. I seen him, uh, this was years ago. He was out here and, man, just puts on a really good show. Who's our first act? Our first one? Mm -hmm. Opening the show. There's this little girl that sang with me like two shows ago, and she was fucking great. Yaraceli, I think. Yaraceli's opening the show. Boom. Yeah, she's on my gram. If you guys want to go see her, we did like a little duet halfway. I sh she like shouted out a request in the middle of the set, and I was like, well, I can't say no. Like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't say no. So I did it, and she knew every word. I didn't expect it. I just didn't expect it. And it's a heavy, It's not a heavy song, but it's a heartbreak song. And I was like, she's reincarnated. Like, how do you <laughs> how do you resonate? How do you know all this? And she knew every word. So and I said, he's opening. That's such a dope feeling. I uh, I think that's really dope that you you get to experience that. You Crazy. know what I mean? Um, something that uh. I, I uh, fear for people that are in your position is being asked a lot, right? People asking of, of you so much. How do you time manage? How do you manage your time? I learned that no is a full sentence. Mm. I just don't be afraid of no's no more, man. If something's not for me, if I don't like something, if something's perturbing my peace, kids get blind because kids are hard to say no to, you know, but... I just learned to say no more often. What if from a distance they look like a kid, but they get up close and you're like, man, you got a beard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you say That's no okay. then, or you're like, I'm obligated now. No, nah, I let it fly. <laughs> I let it fly. All right. Tonight at the Depot, the Yesi tour, Jesse Reyes. Yes, sir. I appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you for having me. Any last words for the people? Great day. I hope you're staying warm. I hope you brought your jacket. <laughs> I didn't do it. You don't get sick today because it's fucking cold. Don't do that. All right, bye. <laughs>